0: Jesus mighty name we have prayed You see when we give glory to God the way we just did shackles chains yokes are broken And I believe that by the power of the Holy Spirit that every yoke is hereby destroyed in the name of Jesus every long standing trouble every long standing problem is hereby destroyed in the precious name of Jesus And today we're going to pray concerning the COVID 19 pandemic. We're going to ask God to root it out completely, to destroy it, to take it completely out of our lives in the name of Jesus. It has been a long standing issue, it has been a yoke that has been heavy upon the entire world. I want you to lift up your voices and just begin to pray. And as we are fasting and praying, oh Lord, we ask that, Father, that the source of this COVID-19 issue, Father, we say, attack it at source and destroy in the name of Jesus. He said, your word says that you sent your word and it healed their disease. Father, right now, we ask for your word to come in and root out, root out the source of the COVID-19 pandemic in the name of Jesus. Why don't you cry out unto God? He says he will deliver us from the diseases of Egypt. None of them will be upon us. Why don't you cry out unto God and say father, father deliver us O oh Lord from COVID-19. Bring it to an end. Bring it to an end in the name of Jesus. Father bring it to an end oh Lord in the precious name of Jesus. Father arise O oh Lord and destroy, cut off the source of this COVID-19 Issue in the precious name of Jesus. Thank you, Heavenly Father. We bless your holy name. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. And we know that there are certain people that have either uh, been hospitalized, there's so much going on, or dealing with one illness or the other at home, wherever you are, whether you are watching from far, or you are here. You are thinking of someone that may be suffering from something or the other. Why don't you lift up your voice and begin to pray for that person or pray for yourself? Father, Lord God Almighty, your word said that you will keep disease from me. Father, Lord God Almighty, your word said that no disease will come close to my dwelling place. Why don't you ask God for deliverance, for healing? By the stripes of Jesus, you are healed. From the crown of your head to the sole of your feet. I declare that you are free from sickness that you are free from disease in the precious name of Jesus why don't you cry out unto God and ask him to deliver you deliver you from the sickness sickness in any shape in any form in any size just ask God to deliver you some may just be a headache a constant headache a migraine that keeps coming and coming why don't you ask God father enough is enough root out this sickness from my life in the name of Jesus for those that are struggling struggling for their lives in hospitals. Why don't we commit them unto God and ask, Father, give them a speedy recovery? Father, Lord God Almighty, cause those that may have gone into coma, oh Lord, to awake. Cause those, oh Lord God Almighty, that may have gone into a coma to arise in the precious name of Jesus. Father, turn around any dire situation today in the precious name of Jesus. Thank you, Heavenly Father. We bless your holy name. Be thou exalted, for in Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. In Jesus mighty name we have prayed amen let somebody shout hallelujah amen 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 you may have your seats we are blessed to be here we are blessed to be alive and we are blessed to be in the presence of the Almighty God it's not by chance or by accident that we are here today Sometimes we believe that things happen by chance, but we don't know the spiritual battles that are fought on our behalf. We don't know the things that go on behind the scenes to make it possible for us to wake up in the morning to walk into this auditorium. So just remember that God is always fighting for you. God is always answering for you. It is a privilege to have God by your side we're happy to be alive and be here. We thank God for his mercies in the name of Jesus. I just want to start by thanking our daddy and mommy in the house, Pastor Ken and Pastor Bola Jekede for giving me the opportunity today to speak to you all. Thank you, sir. Thank you, ma. Uh, the anointing on your life will never run dry in the precious name of Jesus. God will give you constant unction to function in the precious name of Jesus. Amen. Today, we're going to be speaking on divine favor, accessing divine favor, accessing divine favor. And when we talk about yoke, you know, sometimes uh, you know, you hear a word consistently and you don't really know what it means or what it is. Some, some, someone mentioned was trying to spell yoke and was spelling egg yolk, Y-O-L-K. Amen? But let me use this opportunity to correct you if you've been hearing yoke but you don't know what yoke means. Yoke is Y-O-K-E, not Y-O-L-K. Amen? When we talk of a yoke, a yoke uh, was a constructed device usually made by carpenters that was placed upon the necks of animals usually in pairs and the purpose of the yoke was to keep the animals to make sure that they did what they were supposed to do to keep them confined to their job and to their work it was a way in which the owners or should we say the beneficiaries of the work that they did kept them in check so there was a limit to how they could move so what a yoke is is a yoke is something that is a long-standing issue that prevents you from blossoming from moving freely it restrains you it suppresses you amen so when we talk about yokes should not be taken for granted and when you access divine favor Yokes are broken. Amen? Yokes are broken. So today we'll be reading from Matthew chapter 20, verses 29 to 34. And I'll quickly read Matthew 20, 29 to 34. And it's a story of Jesus and two blind men and what God says if technical could help us put that up as well Matthew chapter 20 verse 29 to 34 I'll try to run through with the time that I have left it says now as they went out of Jericho a great multitude followed him and behold two blind men sitting by the road when they heard that Jesus was passing by cried out saying have mercy on us O Lord son of David then the multitude warned them that they might be quiet but they cried out all the more saying have mercy on us O Lord son of David so Jesus stood still and called them and said what do you want me to do for you they said to him Lord our eyes may be opened so Jesus had compassion and touched their eyes and immediately their eyes received sight and they followed him Praise the Lord. May the Lord bless the reading of his words in Jesus' name. So, we'll quickly go through this. There are a few points that I want to bring out from this on how we can access divine favor. And number one, which is taken from verse 30. i just read that again. The Bible says in verse 30, it says, When they heard that Jesus was passing by, when they heard, and it brings Out a very important point which is awareness there was an awareness of Christ who he was what he could do amen there was a discernment that there was something about to happen there's a season and in Luke chapter 12 from verse 54 to 56 think technical you could help me put up verse 56 Jesus was talking to the Pharisees and he said that you can discern that when the clouds are heavy that it will likely rain and it usually does rain so you can discern the skies of the earth but how is it that you cannot discern the time having a discernment an understanding an awareness of the move of God amen the two blind men they had an awareness of the move of God and it was on the basis of that that they were able to key in to that blessing praise God praise God in Hosea chapter 4 verse 6 the Bible says that my people perish for lack of knowledge because for you to be aware you need to be paying attention you to be paying attention to the environment that you are in. The people that you meet. The authorities that you are under. you to be paying attention to the testimonies that you hear. Because all these are a representation of God's work around you that he wants you to be aware of. And the two blind men, if they did not know Jesus, when he was passing by, they would have not moved an inch. If they did not pay attention to testimonies of others when he was passing by, they would not have moved an inch. Amen? They were aware. They had a spirit of discernment. Praise the Lord. And in John chapter 5, verse 13, and I want you please to help throughout this, uh, just putting up as many scriptures as possible. We learned of the man at the pool of Bethesda, a paralyzed man for 38 years, and Jesus walked beside him, came up to him. But the Bible says that he did not know who Jesus was. Amen? He did not know who Jesus was. He did not understand what was going on. He was completely aloof. How many times has God been under your roof and you didn't know? How many times has an angel been waiting for you at your home and you didn't know? How many times has a blessing been given unto you, but you have rejected it without knowing? A spirit of awareness, a spirit of discernment, to be able to discern the times. And in Daniel chapter 10, the word of God records that Daniel was praying and fasting. And what he was praying and fasting for was for an understanding of the times that were and the times that were to come because knowledge is power and an understanding of why you are where you are is critical why are you in Jesus house to run to was it by accident that somehow you bumped into someone who told you about the church why are you a worker why you a member? why are you tuning in today? there are some questions that we do not ask and we gloss over them thinking that God makes mistakes or does things by chance. amen and the Bible says that Daniel prayed and fasted and the prayer the answer to the prayer was so critical it was information that the devil did not want him to receive it there was resistance for three weeks for three weeks there was contention to receive that information to have an understanding of what was and what was to come at a time like this we cannot be oblivious of what is going on when people are fasting and praying and we are just sleeping or relaxing people are coming to church and we are deciding to stay home people are connecting with God like the two blind men the head of Jesus was coming and then we are finding other things to do and using that as the excuse for why we are not in the presence of God God will grant us spirit of awareness and discernment in the name of Jesus God will grant us a spirit of discernment, a spirit of awareness and understanding in the name of Jesus. Point two. In verse 30, the Bible says that, and when they heard Jesus was passing by, they cried out saying, have mercy on us, O Lord, son of David. This is another important point. They cried out, Desperation. There was desperation. You know, throughout the Bible, if you study it carefully, you see that there was always a cry out. Which means somebody always needed to make a demand, a desperate demand unto God for something. And every time there was a demand, a cry out, there was always a response. In First Chronicles chapter 4 verse 10, the Bible says that Jabez cried out unto God. Crying out, it is a genuine expression of pain, desire, helplessness, desperation. When you cry out, you are not concerning yourself with the person that is sitting beside you or who you are, what you have achieved, what people will say, what they will not say. When you are crying out unto God, you are crying out because you have a desperate need to connect with him. A broken and a contrite spirit, you will not reject. And the Bible records that in 1 Chronicles 14, Jabez cried out that, oh Lord, would you bless me and enlarge my territory, and let your hand be with me and listen to this part and keep me from harm so that I will be free from pain. And God granted him what he had requested. In Matthew chapter 9, verse 27, two blind men approaching Jesus cried out, They cried out, son of David, have mercy on us. And they received their healing. In Psalm chapter 3 verse 4, David himself cried out. And we know David cried out multiple times because he went back to God many times. He cried out. What are you bottling in? You know, nobody can ever really know what's really going on with you, where the shoe pinches. Only you know. But the biggest mistake you can make is hiding the way you feel and what you really need from your creator. What is it that really pinches you? Why don't you cry out unto God? In Exodus chapter 2 verse 22 to 23, the people of Israel had been crying out unto God for deliverance. They were crying out. They needed to be delivered from the bondage that they were in, in Egypt. And the Bible records that God sent help. They were delivered out of the hands of Pharaoh. And we can go on and on and on about different times in the Bible where people cried out. But the point is that you cannot stay silent. When you see people protesting about one issue or the other, people writing letters, people signing petitions, what do you think they are doing? When a newborn baby cries out, what do you think the baby is doing? If you do not cry out, you cannot be heard. your heart your mouth whatever it is that you can use to cry out you cry out unto god and god answers because he responds to a desperate desire to connect if you seek me you will find me when you seek me with all of your heart point three in verse 31 The Bible says that then the multitude warned them that they should be quiet, but they cried out all the more, saying, have mercy on us, O Lord, Son of David. And I really love this part because there is something powerful about it. When you think of multitudes, what do you think of? One person, two people, tens of people, hundreds of people, thousands, it was a crowd. They did not say one person. Bible didn't say one person warned them. Say a crowd of people warned them. one two blind men. When we think of blind men, what do we think of? They need help. Amen? They are frail. They are not really confident because of course they are, there, is a, there is a disability there. And you have these people warning them seriously. But the Bible says that it they even cried out all the more which means that they were not afraid i want you to understand this they were not afraid because it was more important for them to connect with christ than whatever man could do to them they needed there was a desire to get their victory and it's thing that jacob did in Genesis chapter 32, verse 26, the Bible says that he wrestled with God and he says, I will not let you go until you bless me. It didn't matter. The effectual fervent prayer of the righteous man availed much. Now, you may be hearing people fasting and praying, and maybe you've gone to a point that you feel like you are tired. You've been fasting and praying for the same thing over and over over the years, constantly. You've been fasting. Listen just like people were warning them whatever it is that is preventing you from reconnecting and continuing in your prayer is the same hindrance that the two blind men had to contend with a great and effectual door is open unto me of which there are many adversaries again in daniel chapter 10 it was the prayers the consistent prayers that ensured that he eventually received that which god delivered unto him the bible says that daniel from the very first day that you set your eyes you humbled yourself to pray i have heard so you must be consistent in prayer you cannot let go this is not the time for you to slack up this is not a time for you to fold your arms. This is not a time for you to reduce. This is a time for you to press on the accelerator in prayer. It is not a time for you to forget about your ministry. Take heed of the ministry that the Lord has given you. It is not a time for you to abandon that which you have started in the name of the Lord. Because your blessing is just around the corner. Do not abandon it. After all the investment you have put in, you cannot walk away. The two blind men, they knew this. And they connected with Christ. And they received their blessings. And let's look at Isaiah chapter 62, verse 6, very quickly. We'll just wrap up soon. The Bible says that I have posted watchmen on the walls Jerusalem on your walls Jerusalem they will never be silent day or night Isaiah 62 verse 6 technical you who call on the Lord give yourselves no rest you cannot be tired of crying out Unless you don't really want the blessing, you don't really want the victory. You cannot be. And I hope I'm talking to someone today who may be feeling tired, weary. You are feeling like you've put in all. Nobody is doing as much as you are doing. And so it's time for you to slack off and start doing what others are doing. My brother, my sister, wherever you are watching. Take heed of the ministry that God has placed in your hands. When your blessing is around the corner, do not let the devil rob you from it. and you will never miss your opportunity. You will never miss this boss that God has set for you. You will never miss what God has prepared for you in the precious name of Jesus. In verse 32 and 33, the Bible says that Jesus stood still and then he called them and he asked, what is it that you want me to do? And I found this also very powerful because when you go to God, you must know what he is capable of doing and you must know what you want from him. Sometimes you find that you are, maybe you have a meeting with someone and you get there and you're not really expecting the person to sit you down and ask you the very critical question. And I'm sure a few people have been in this position and God asks, or the person asks rather, he says, What is it that you want? And then you start stammering. Because you have you have not taken time to really compare the thing that matters to you the most. And I believe it was our pastor that was talking, I'm mentioning once or so, about a, a pastor who had... You know, he saw a man that looked like he needed, uh, he, I believe he was blind. And the Spirit of God ministered to him that just ask him what he wants. And he asked him what he wants wanted. Believing that the man was going to say he wanted his sight, the man asked for food. Amen? Don't ask God for what man can give you. Don't ask God for what man can give you ask god for what is worthy of a king the bible says in esther chapter 7 verse 2 it says the king asked esther it says queen esther ask for anything up to half of my kingdom she sat down with the king you are sitting with the king every time you go into into prayer with god you are sitting down with him and he's asking you what do you want and you have to be assertive of prayers, the prayer of settlement, the prayer that you know this is something that is worthy to put before God. And they said Lord that our eyes may be open because that was what they wanted. And we go back to the, the story of the man at the pool of Bethesda. Jesus asked him, he said that do you want to be healed? in five uh technical you could try and pull that up i think it at 5 10 or 5 9. It says do you want to be healed and the man at that point he began to scramble he was not telling jesus the healer of healers the blessing itself that no no eh, well i i'm waiting for someone to put me inside the pool so that i can get my healing You can imagine how easy it would have been for him to have missed out on the blessing if not for the mercy of Christ. What is it that really, really troubles you? There has to be one thing. When you look at the Bible, the scripture, majority of the miracles that occurred, it was one item. Sometimes we are so used to putting like 50 things, 100 things to God. must be one thing everybody that approached jesus christ the woman with the issue of blood the blind man the 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 the, the blind man, many of them the paralytic man there was just one item there was one major item even queen esther it was one major item what is that major thing have you taken time do you want a renewed relationship with god do you want a connection with him is there something that really troubles you about your present situation just one thing because when you have a night with the king it's an opportunity to present something to God at that point you cannot be scrambling and trying to figure out oh is this you know I need a new car and I'm thinking I need a new job imagine standing in front of a billionaire and he asks you a question, what do you want? I'm sure right now, even as I have said it, many of you will not even know what to say. Some people will say, a house. Okay, that's easy. Do it. Bye-bye. Oh, I need a car. Oh, someone will say, I need a job. Easy, simple things that can just be done by anybody else, by the way. So when you are going in front of God, you are going in front of the king of kings. You have to bring forth something that is worthy, a challenge that you know only God can resolve, a blessing that you know only God can give. And I know as you do so, you will receive in the name of Jesus. And finally, as we wrap up in verse 34, the Bible says Jesus had compassion and touched their eyes and immediately their eyes received sight and they followed him and I like the part about following him because every time there was a um, there was a miracle or a few times I should say in the Bible Jesus responded or Jesus told the party go and sin no more and in this manner we see that they followed him which means that they became fishers of men they became disciples of Christ. They didn't just take their blessing and go. They didn't just come into the church and after they got their victory, they left. They didn't just come into the church they were praying, 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 praying for weeks, for years, and then when they got that job, that's the last time you saw them. They came, they received their sight, and they were committed. They shared their testimony, but they were committed with Christ. Amen? The discipleship is important. And I don't know if I'm talking to someone. Maybe you've been praying for something. God finally blessed you with it and now you are backsliding. Or you're not doing as much as you normally would do. When you were trusting him for your papers... Or you were trusting him for that job. You were trusting him to, for healing. Different things. You were here. Praying. Day and night. When you were trusting him for the fruit of the womb. That was what was going on. But the moment you got it. You got your blessing. How do they say it? You chop and clean out, And then you moved on. Assess yourself. Assess yourself. Tell yourself the truth. Make the decisions that count. And hold on to God. Let's bow our heads. Father, we thank you for a time like this. We thank you for your word. We thank you, Lord God Almighty, for that which you've taught us today. We ask, O Lord, for a spirit of awareness and discerning of the times. We ask, O Lord God Almighty, that you give us the grace to recognize you in every situation in the name of Jesus. Father, we ask, O Lord God Almighty, that when we cry out, O Lord, that you hear our voices in the name of Jesus. It is us, each and every one of us, we know where the shoe pinches. As we commit ourselves unto you, O Lord, we ask that you hear our voices as we cry out unto you in the name of Jesus. And for those of us, O Lord, that are struggling, O Lord, with our ministries, that are struggling, O Lord, with committing ourselves with you at a time like this, the last two years have been hectic. The last two years have been confusing. The last two years have somehow made things it slower, comfortable. Maybe people have become more complacent. Father, we ask that wherever we need to are weak and arise, wake us up. Let there be a revival in our hearts. And Father, let us not forget that which you have handed unto us. Let us not forget the blessings that we have enjoyed. Let us not forget the work that is ahead. Let us not forget to be disciples in the precious name of Jesus. Thank you, Heavenly Father. For in Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. Let somebody shout hallelujah.